eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the PowerCat Podcast, gopowercat.com's Kansas State Athletics Show. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, from the GPC studios, here's your host, Go Power Cat publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to a special edition of the Power Cat podcast. Tim Fitzgerald and Zach Carlson here in the GPC studios, and Ryan Wallace joining us on the phone from Kansas City as we take a look at what's going on in the Big 12 right now. The shocking news that Texas and Oklahoma are slutting around on the rest of the conference and trying to get in bed with the SEC. That's the way I'm putting it, and I think it caught a lot of us off guard, although I kind of knew that those two schools would be in play. No matter what Bob Bowlesby said in Dallas or Arlington, those two schools will always be in play because the Big 12 scene is weak, and they have also proven to be opportunistic. It'll be very interesting to see, and we're going to talk about a lot of things here, but here is kind of my starting point with this podcast. If you are a person who wants to say, woe is me, K-State sucks, the Big 12 sucks, blow it all up, let's just go be members of the MAC, stop listening right now. We're going to try to take an optimistic approach. And this is how, uh, honestly, I try to approach life. Things don't go as planned. I know that as well as anyone. What now? Am I going to lay down and and refuse to fight, or am I going to stand up and make the best of my circumstance? And that's what the conference needs to do right now. First, let's start here as I bring in Ryan Wallace. Wally, how shocked were you to see this? Uh, Fairly shocked because um, it it seemed as though after Big 12 media days, and maybe it's it's my mistake for taking Bob Bowlesby for his word, but it seemed as though everything – was was you know business as usual at, at Big 12 media days i just you kind of assumed a, a news story this big you know the buzz might have started while you guys were down in Dallas and and it just didn't and so i think that's maybe what caught me most by surprise but at the same time uh i this has kind of been inevitable for a while i i think that when when you really go back and honestly look at what happened in 2011 it's almost magic that the league was able to stay afloat anyway. It, it kind of was a stroke of luck um, with all the bad decisions that the big 12 made uh, or didn't want to make in their lack of just being proactive uh, that, that somehow they were able to even keep the, the league afloat and, and almost dare I say, improve uh, or at least improve more so than any of us could have imagined with West Virginia and TCU. Um, yeah, I, I, there was a part of me that always kind of felt like this was inevitable. Fitz, do you really want to just make this 2011 and we can route Brett Regan into this call right it's, now? It's incredible. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like 10 years to the day almost that this went, went down. Zach, uh, did Bob Bullsby know when he was in Arlington this was going on? Was he playing the good soldier for UT and playing dumb or was he really caught off guard and does it matter? Was he serving UT's interest over the Big 12? And if not, he was just ignorant. Either one of them doesn't work well for him. I think it caught him off guard, especially considering that the grant of rights doesn't end for four years. Yeah. There is four full seasons of college sports before Texas and Oklahoma would leave for the SEC. And maybe they move that up and there's some sort of buyout agreement. And ESPN plays a 
big role in you know realignment here and what it could mean for the the rest of the Big 12 if OU and Texas leave. So I think it's really interesting. But I think that yeah, I think I I've, I'm inclined to believe that Bullsby didn't have any idea about expansion or uh, re, uh, realignment at this. Yeah, point. I. I think this is all ESPN driven. They turned down the Big 12's request to negotiate the contract early uh, in terms of media rights. I think that was an indicator, yeah, because we're not going to have you around in four years. It will really indicate to me, Ryan Wallace, that this is ESPN driven. If on the heels of this, once it's approved by the SEC, I think it's going to be approved. I don't care. You can say A&M and Missouri are going to oppose it. There's no way the SEC doesn't approve this. There's just no way. They're going to muscle this through one way or another. And if I'm Missouri, I don't want to take a stand. I mean, because the SEC might go, okay, boys, you're out. These are the teams we wanted. They got to be real careful here. Um, it uh, It's going to be intriguing to see where this ends up. And with all that said, I'm wondering if ESPN isn't behind this. They want to collapse the Big 12, have four conferences. Uh, but we can get to that in a little bit. But, Ryan Wallace, what is the best step, looking at this from K-State's self-interest at this point, for Kansas State to take? I think part one has to be preserving what's still on the table with the Big 12. It's it's going to the members that are still around, uh, those eight members, and and kind of looking at each other and going, we're still – we have all of the, the – foundation here to continue to be a a power conference um let's let's not start going around um behind each other's backs and knocking on doors and seeing if we can get in this conference or seeing if they'll let us in this conference let's just preserve what we have here um kind of make a a bond that we're not going to go anywhere we're going to stick together and then go be proactive for once and you know i think a lot of people and, and maybe I'm getting ahead of, of, of myself here with the question that you just asked. So pardon me if I'm stepping on topics that, that you were lined up for the future. But I think people, when you hear proactive, they think, okay, well, let's go raid someone from the Pac-12. Let's go raid someone from the Big Ten. Let's go bring, see if Nebraska or Texas A&M or Missouri or Colorado want to come back. I just don't think that's happening. I, I really don't think that's happening. Maybe one of those schools would – for whatever reason, have an interest in getting out of, of their current conference and coming back. Or maybe there's an Arizona or an Arizona state that, that maybe, maybe wants to leave the PAC 12 for whatever reason. But I think the reality is that, that that's slim. I mean, I, I just don't think that there's a lot of, of reason to believe that that would actually happen. And you can go pick other power fives to come join your conference that has shown historically has just not been able to be strong for, for the long term. So to me, I think you got to band together with what's left of the current big 12 and be proactive and try and go get the best damn programs available before other conferences start to swipe them to create their own super conference right. because fits to finish here, Everything's moving towards super conferences. The SEC is going to be a 16-team league. The Big Ten is a 14-team league. The days of 10 and 12 league, 10 and 12 team leagues are no more. So to me, it's only a matter of time before the ACC and the Pac-12 start to pick, you know, those those best programs of the Group of Five to add to their league. So to me, if you're the Big 12, beat them to the punch for once. Uh, I would agree. If ESPN is behind this, we're going to see on the heels of the SEC approving this, the Big Ten and ACC immediately come after Big 12 members, maybe the Pac-12. I think what's behind this, people are like, well, they can't keep paying higher and higher rights fees. Well, they can if they're only paying for four conferences instead of five. I mean, that's that's the equation here. They probably want to consolidate these rights down into four conferences rather than five. Because honestly... Zach, you've got two conferences out here west of the Mississippi in less population, smaller markets for the most part. ESPN honestly probably only wants for late-night sports. They, they're they so East Coast-driven. If you're not east of that Mississippi line, they probably are like, okay, you guys can just have your own conference for the most part. 
I think the next step is to see if other conferences get in on this and start rating. And if so, the Big 12 might be doomed, but I'm with Wally. These eight schools need to stand together and say, we're power five. We're power five. You cannot remove us from that status without facing one hell of a lawsuit from eight members who have done nothing wrong to be removed from the power five. We're going to invite in some other members, and we're going to stay power five. If not, we will see you in court. Solidarity is their strength right now. I think that's the only scenario I see where the Big 12 continues to exist. Guarantee Power 5 status for forever or, you know, whatever. And the Big 12 can invite whoever they want as long as they're Power 5. I'm good with K-State and whoever else being in the Big 12 conference or whatever conference continues to exist once Oklahoma and Texas leave. But once you lose that Power 5 status and if it goes down to Power 4 or even if there's just a, you know, a, a significant doubt that... You know, it'll continue and the Pac-12, the Big Ten and the ACC decide to get in on the raid because I don't think they're going to go after the the UCFs, the South Floridas, the Cincinnati's. They're going to go after the Big 12. Right. The ACC would love to have KU for basketball. West Virginia fits geographically for them. I don't know where it doesn't hurt you in basketball either. Right. I don't know where the Big Ten's going to go because they're so academically based. I don't know who they take. The Pac-12, well, at least if you look at who they want, they don't want religious institutions like TCU and Baylor. They absolutely and if, don't. if there's six schools left in the Big 12 when you exclude those two and the Pac-12 wants to get to 16, K-State has good odds yeah. at getting in there just based on where the math plays out for the Big 10 and the ACC and the SEC. K-State, I don't think that there's any doom here for K-State. K-State's not going to be in the MAC. They're not going to be in the Mountain West. K-State's going to have a home wherever it is. I don't think that they're going to be left on the sidelines like a lot of people may think. I would would tend to agree with that. I, I think if this sets off an expansion of conferences to 16, so we have four 16 team conferences, which is what a lot of people have thought, K-State's fine. They're going to be in one of those. So let's start with this question before we delve into other scenarios. Ryan Wallace, if the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 decide we're going to 16 and inviting these Big 12 members, what is the best fit for Kansas State? And with that, do the Board of Regents make KU and K-State, do they tie them together at the hip and say you're together or not at all? Well, first off, I think it would probably behoove both universities if the Board of Regents linked them. I mean, I just think I think it would be best for best suited for both. You know, I think, you know, KU kind of needs K-State football and K-State basketball kind of needs KU basketball. Um, and so I, I think it would just be be best um, if if they tried to push for it being a package deal. Um, and I think that would honestly be best for K-State. To be, to be quite frank. Um, as far as where K-State would land and, and the best fit if they were to go, as you're saying, to a, a power a power four, um, the SEC is off the table because they've already got 16. So you're looking at the Big Ten, uh, the ACC, and the Pac-12. The Big Ten would, would be the best fit um, geographically. Uh, I think, you know, just from a rivalry standpoint, I think culturally it, it fits K-State. Um, the problem is what exactly what Zach said, which is from an academic standpoint, uh, I, I think they, they might look high at a KU. And so then if it's a package deal and you have to take K-State, maybe K-State kind of backdoors their way into the Big Ten. But I think, you know, hand on a Bible, the Big Ten probably wouldn't prefer to have K-State. Um, so then you're down to the Pac-12 or the ACC and to be honest, neither one of those scenarios is good fits because if you want to know what it feels like to be West Virginia in the Big 12, K-State fans will feel that if they, they go to the ACC or the Pac-12. You are going to be a complete afterthought in either one of those conferences, um, particularly from a coverage and a media standpoint. So, uh, But if you got to pick between one of them, I think you probably lean towards the ACC um, just because you get a little bit more of, of the East Coast recognition. Um, and again, getting back to the cultural thing and then, you know, hate to bring politics and that sort of thing into this. But, you know, the conservative blue collar fan base that 
the majority of the K-State fan base is just doesn't really fit with who runs the Pac-12 and who's in the Pac-12. So I guess, you know, if you have to pick, I guess I would say the ACC, but I'm not thrilled with that selection. I think ACC is the first pick for me, especially if you're going to marry K-State and KU together. And I think they absolutely should team up right now and be shopping. You know, if, if the Big 12 is done, as, as we see it, and if, you know, these conferences are going to raid, you know, I know that the ACC would probably fit best for West Virginia, but K-State and KU should look after their own interests here because you look at basketball, you got Duke, North Carolina, they would love to have two games a year against KU. Then you look at football and look at what K-State's been, you know, they're comparative to Florida State, Clemson, Virginia Tech. You know, there's teams in the ACC, at least from a football standpoint, that K-State matches up with, you know, from a just kind of a historical standpoint and a program standpoint well. And I think they match up better than, you know, if you put them in the Big Ten or the Pac-12. But I think that if, you know, the ACC does the smart thing and gets, you know, West Virginia and, I don't know, somebody else, Iowa State, whoever, really, I think that, K-State's going to end up in the, they'll end up in the Pac-12. I don't think the Big Ten's really in play just because of that academic thing. But I think that the Big Ten would be the best fit from a fan standpoint and maybe even from a competition standpoint. Well, I'm going to say something that K-Staters won't like. I'm just going to be really, really honest here. I'm not sure why Kansas would accept being tied to the hip to Kansas State. Because it's, it strikes me that most of the advantages in that, other than unity... And having two schools you have to bring in together, maybe some strength in numbers, that's advantageous to K-State. KU would have an opportunity in the Big Ten because of academics. They certainly would. They'd have an opportunity in the ACC because of basketball. They certainly would. But I'm not sure you can say the same things about Kansas State. It's not the same national brand as Kansas basketball. There's nothing about K-State that you can compare to Kansas basketball. And, folks, I'm even going to go back to when K-State football was at its peak. It still wasn't considered to be a Nebraska, a Florida State, a Michigan, a Texas, an Oklahoma. It wasn't. Even though they were competitive on the field, the brand hadn't had time to mature into that. Now, if they'd perpetuated it, maybe now they would, but they're not. This is horrible timing for K-State because they're coming off their first season with both men's basketball and, and football putting up losing records since 1990. It's the worst possible timing to be perceived as weak, which is probably why the construction of these facilities is good because it's K-State's very forward thinking in their facilities. If I had to pick, I would say the Big Ten's the best overall fit. I would have to say probably the most likely place they'll end up, though, is the Pac-12. And here's why. They're not taking Baylor and TCU. They are going to come full force for the four other schools other than West Virginia. So that would would most likely be KUK State, Tech, and Oklahoma State. That's a good quad if you're the Pac-16. You just picked up four legitimate Power 5, now Power 4, as you said, Wally, schools to put in a scheduling quad. And by the way, if Lubbock becomes one of the close schools to be scheduled in a pod with, I'm not going to be happy. I mean, that's just that's miserable to think of Lubbock being you know one of your annual places that you're probably going to end up going because they're the closest. That that just puts into context how far away you're going to be from Seattle and Pullman and all those other places in the Pac-12 North. Culturally, it's a miserable fit. It's a horrible fit. There's nothing about the Pac-12 as far as societies that align, maybe outside of Arizona and Arizona State, maybe Utah, but not Colorado. They never fit in the Big 12. I personally think it's in their best interest to tie to KU I'm just wondering what KU will say. This could get ugly. It really could. Okay, let's let's take the next step. Let's say these eight schools say, screw them all. We're sticking together. Ryan Wallace, if you can preserve those eight schools, and we'll even give West Virginia the out. If West Virginia gets an offer from the ACC, we've always known they're going, and we've kind of been a placeholder for them, you know, that's – this is a good parking spot for them until they get the bid they really want. But let's say the eight schools stick together. 
What is your next step as Commissioner Ryan Wallace? If the eight schools stick together, including West Virginia, which right now, to me, they're kind of the the one program that has me nervous. (laughs) Um, Because, again, as you said, Fitz, this seems like a very convenient exit strategy for them uh, to get out of a conference that didn't really make a whole lot of sense from the get-go. But, uh, again, I, I go back to what I said earlier, which is if you can preserve the eight, then I'm going and I'm throwing all of my money, all of my interest immediately at BYU. I I think when you look at independent brands and you take Notre Dame out of the equation, BYU is the next biggest national independent brand that you could possibly find um, that is not only going to be a strength for you in football, but also men's basketball, the the two kind of powerhouse uh, sports that, that you look for, I guess, when when you're uh, when you're trying to put together an athletic conference during realignment. And I know academics and all that stuff will also play a factor. But if we're just looking at this through the lens of sports, um, I, I think you have to go get BYU um, because then once you, if you were to get BYU and it brings you to nine, I think it immediately beca- you make yourself even more attractive than maybe you already were before um just because again what the byu name means from there i think it's pretty easy i think you go and and you get your pick right away of the best of the rest if you want to call it that in the group of five um i'm calling cincinnati i'm calling central florida Uh, i'm calling boise state and then from there if you're trying to get to 16 then you kind of have your pick of the litter of who else you kind of want in there whether that be a Colorado State and a UNLV to kind of create a, a western pod whether that be adding a South Florida with their enrollment numbers to kind of link them uh, and and get the Tampa market as well maybe it's Memphis um, Houston I think makes an absolute you know, ton of sense. Um, in fact, I think I would consider them a staple right after BYU. And, and I think when you start to put those those teams together in a league, it's really not that bad of a league. In fact, I think it from a competitive standpoint, it's incredibly balanced, and it also covers four different time zones, which is going to be incredibly compelling for recruiting and incredibly compelling for a TV partner, which is going to help you with revenue. So to me, long-winded answer, that's what I'm doing. I'm going BYU first, and then I'm looking at, at all of your best of the rest, the Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida's, and saying, come on, jump on. My take is if – you're trying to preserve the eight, you know, what you have left or seven, if you're going to give West Virginia an out, if you're going to try preserving what you have, that means that, you know, the PAC 12 isn't expanding. There's nobody they're taking, you know, the, the big tens, they might try to expand a little bit, but they're not, they don't really have anybody available. You know, the ACC, they might get West Virginia, but they still need one more school. So I think you try going after the schools that may be unhappy in those conferences, if Nebraska is truly unhappy being in the Big Ten and they get to be basically the brand new leader of a new Big 12, I'd give it to them for the sake of preserving the conference. If you want to go after Arizona and Arizona State, which they very well could be unhappy with what they've got in the Pac-12, why not give them a seat at the table? I don't think that there's any schools in the in the SEC that would want to leave just based on you know their money's going to go up. There's really no benefit to leaving the sec unless there truly is going to be a whole bunch more money if these schools are happy in the sec nobody's going to come but you know there's at least three schools there that are probably unhappy that you can probably go and find and at least seek out and see if they want to to move conferences i think that the big 12 and what the big 12 could be i think they should be on the aggressive here if the big 12 is not going to fall apart like it could And if they're going to band together, why not try attracting the ones that are unhappy elsewhere? I agree with both of you. I think your first call is to BYU. Hey, you want in? Texas has been blocking you. Well, Texas has been blocking all expansion, but most notably BYU because of their religious stances on on certain issues. I don't want to get into that, but maybe that's still a problem for the conference. Uh, I, I think the Big 12 needs to be careful right now. Not to get too picky based on other criteria, and that includes academics, guys. I think the Big 12 needs to say, hey, I know in the norm, Boise State, which is a lowly regarded, believe it or not, since it's a state institution, 
academic place, and maybe Memphis and UNLV fall into that too, we're not going to get caught up in that. This is about money for athletics and surviving in athletics and being on the big stage. We've got to focus on that rather than academics or get caught up in societal issues right now. We can deal with all that later, but right now we need to survive. I think you do call Nebraska. You do call Missouri. You do call Arizona, Arizona State, maybe even USC. And be prepared for no. I, I get that. But you got to ask them out first. You're never going to get the date if you don't ask. You just got to go put it out there. Let's pause right here and take a quick break on this special edition of the PowerCat podcast as we look at the possible realignment that is coming in college athletics. It sounds like Texas and Oklahoma are gone to the SEC in the near future. What happens with the Big 12? And our colleague at CBS Sports, Dennis Dodd, is now reporting that the CEOs of the Big 12, and I wonder if that includes OU in Texas, will have a conference call Thursday at 5 p.m. Seems like something you might have wanted to do at 8 a.m. on Thursday morning, but that's Big 12. We'll get around to it at the end of the day. It's the least important thing on our agenda. I know that's not what they think, but it sure comes across this way. We'll be right back on the PowerCat Podcast. GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Podcast continues after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the PowerCat Podcast. Now, let's return to the GPC Studios. Welcome back to the PowerCat Podcast. Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson here in the GPC Studios and our Ryan Wallace in Kansas City as we discuss the future of the Big 12. And let's get right back into it. Now, guys, this gets back to this. The West Virginia problem just got really big. Because if you're going to invite BYU, you've got two islands now. And you are at maybe 10 schools spread through three or four time zones. It is not ideal. And if West Virginia is going to stay with the Big 12, you're almost obligated from a financial and logistical standpoint of creating a Cincinnati, South Florida, Central Florida, West Virginia, East Coast pod. It really serves you well with TV programming. They better get used to the 11 a.m. noon for them kicks because that's going to be a big part of their responsibility in the TV contract. But I think if you're going to have a team that's in the – mountain slash Pacific time zones and an East Coast team, you better be at 16 with scheduling quads to get around making that annual trips. So uh, I think the conference needs to get very proactive. And I, I would say stopping at 10 again would be a fatal mistake. 10 was always a mistake. It made the conference vulnerable. And here we are. And now I'm wondering if that wasn't Texas's thought the entire time. You're screwed without us. And we're going to screw you if we ever leave because we're Texas and we can do these things. So, Wally, that gets me to my next question. As bad as this sucks. And let me just lay out. Folks, if you're like, well, the money won't be the same. I know that. We all know the money will never be the same with Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12. Even if you would get Nebraska, BYU, Arizona, and Arizona State, I would still argue the money won't be the same. Because of how ESPN views Texas. 
So I, I get that. If the, if all you want to say, well, the money won't be the same, we've already accepted that. You need to get over it, too. It's going to suck financially for these schools. But if the conference is headed this direction, Wally, what do you do with West Virginia? Is it best for them to be moved on, or do you want them to stick with the conference? I mean, I think truthfully, the only way that, that it makes sense for West Virginia to stay is and, and if I'm West Virginia, I'm coming to the table with the rest of the remaining Big 12 and saying, we want to stay. This is assuming the ACC hasn't already given them a call, too, <laughs> because I think theoretically it probably makes more sense for West Virginia to just leave now and go to the ACC. But let's assume that they haven't gotten a phone call yet from the ACC and they look at the remaining Big 12 players and they say, well, we definitely don't want to you know, miss out on an opportunity in a power conference and just assume that the ACC is going to take us. So we're going to stick around with, with what's left of the big 12. But if I'm West Virginia, I'm saying you got to link us fits, which is exactly what you said. You, you got to help us out here and give us some players. And that's why, while I, I agree with, with you and Zach in the sense of, you know, sure. It, why not give, Nebraska call. It's kind of like with a coaching search, you know, um, you should always call somebody, even if you think that the answer might be no, you should always call them. My worry and concern with getting in the weeds with trying to pull Nebraska, trying to pull Colorado, trying to pull Arizona state or Missouri or whomever is that all the time that it's going to take K state to get maybe one or two of those, they will have lost other options as other conferences, kind of see the light at the end of the road and start to try and, and expand themselves. And now you're, you're kind of left high and dry. And so I, I just think you might, I don't want to see the big 12 waste too much time trying to get a Nebraska or whatever, because then again, you're still not helping the looming problem. That's always been there, which is West Virginia being on an Island. So to me, if you're wanting to keep the current big 12 and it's in its state, You've got to give, throw them a bone and you can go talk to UCF. You can go talk to Cincinnati because they're much more attainable. They will absolutely jump at the opportunity to be in a power four, power five than where they're at now, which is a much different story than the phone call you're going to have with Nebraska begging them to get out of their, their conference or, or what have you. Because in my mind, I think a lot of the Nebraska stuff from last year, was more pandemic induced. I think at the end of the day, they're probably quite happy in the big 10 with the amount of money that they're getting put on their plate. Okay. I'm going to blow people's minds here. When we talk about tying West Virginia to East coast schools, uh, immediately you think of Cincinnati. It's, it's fairly close to Morgantown. I get that. But the other big player out East is central Florida probably needs to be in a conference. It has an enormous alumni base, even if it's, and I don't mean this as an insult, a Wichita state, it's a commuter it's school. It's a commuter school. But even if you're a commuter school, if all of a sudden your alma mater is at the power five level and playing other power five teams every weekend, you might get more interested. You know what I mean? You might you might plug back in and pull that Central Florida shirt out if you get to go to the stadium and watch them play uh, a Power Five team. Exactly, it's a fifty thousand plus enrollment yeah. university. Yeah, and in South Florida, while maybe not perceived as the same power player, it's also an enormous school in Florida. And by putting those two in your conference, you just opened up certainly North Florida to recruiting in a way it's never been opened up to this conference. Suddenly you can go into North Florida, Orlando, Tampa, all across there and say, hey, you'll be playing back here once in a while. Kind of lying. You'll at 16 teams. You won't be there very often. But, you know, it'll be on TV down there for sure. But here, here's what's going to blow your mind. I know we all think, oh, you're the Eastern time zone. That'll help out Morgantown be tied to, you know, more schools. It's closer to Ames, Iowa than Orlando from Morgantown. By about 12 miles, but that's the same stretch of span of distance. Morgantown is much farther than north. In our mind's eye, it's a southern place, and it's not. It's the second furthest north team in the conference behind Iowa State. But it's up there, and it's a long ways from those Florida schools. Still, being able to play in your time zone, not crossing time zones, would be big for the conference, big for West Virginia and and them wanting to stay in the conference. If West Virginia stays, I'm just going to say it, you got to go to 16 if you want BYU. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. maybe maybe you look at it and say, okay, we're going to take these three teams out east. We're going to add Houston. We're at 12. Good enough. But have you really added enough mojo to the conference at that point? I mean, because I laid this out at Go Power Cat, and it's a free analysis. You can go look at it, and you can laugh at it. You can have input on it. Whatever you want to do, the analysis piece went from the premise that we're going to look forward. We're not going to woe as me. We're going to understand the money won't be the same, but here we go. Pretty much if you go to the 16 team with four school quads, if you add a Western quad, you're bringing in four new schools. It's kind of crazy if you think about that. So, I mean, you could kind of back off of things if if you wanted to stay in the signature. But I think BYU is such a big player, you got to look at them. You just do. But if you do and you keep West Virginia, you're pretty much saying we need to go to 16. And then your yep. money's really watered down. And this conference has got addicted to that 10-way cut. That's been their whole thing. Well, we only cut it 10 ways because they're right. It does work out better. But it only works out better when you have Texas and Oklahoma in the 10. I think the value of getting to a large nationwide conference, and I know Conference USA tried this years ago with worse teams. I get that. will have value to a TV partner. Value of the Big 12 as it currently stands with Texas OU? No. But the best value you can derive. Wally, um, this is going to be a fascinating process. Uh, I, I'm both excited and uh, pissed off. I mean, I don't want to deal with all this for the next four years. And this won't go on the next four years. There's no way this conference will let them stay in the league lame duck. They'll come to a buyout and exit after 23. That's what I believe. If they're approved. And I don't see any way they won't be approved. I think A&M will be told to sit down and shut up. Because I'm convinced A&M leaked this. A&M absolutely leaked this yeah. at the SEC. As someone pointed out, it was the Houston paper that got it. A&M leaked this. They want to stop it. They want to do everything they can to stop it. And if I'm the SEC, I'm like, look, we like you, A&M. Missouri, yeah. Um, we like you, A&M, but if you want to keep pushing, we're taking OU in Texas. <laughs> you, you want to be in the conference or out? I mean, we're taking OU in Texas because the value is so great. Wally, um, does the Big 12 survive this? In some format, with a Big 12, Big 16, walk away from this with members, or will the conference just be completely decimated by expansion of other conferences? I really, there, there's a growing part of me that really almost feels like that what's left of the Big 12 hinges i keep coming back to west virginia for whatever reason i feel like it hinges on west virginia uh, because i think if you lose west virginia let's say hypothetically uh west virginia goes the acc sees the sec going to 16 um then i think the big 10 and the acc naturally are going to say well we we've got to we got to keep up you know, if they're going to be a super conference, we got to try and keep up. And that might mean the Big Ten rating some of the ACC fits, as you and I have talked about. Maybe they go and grab a, an academic staple like Virginia. Uh, they might kind of rate each other. But again, sitting out there in the open with the Big with the rest of the Big 12 kind of unable to protect them figuratively speaking is West Virginia. And I think if you lose West Virginia, Naturally, you know, if you're the ACC and let's say the Big Ten stays put and the ACC grabs West Virginia, they've got to add one more. And I think, as you have already said in this podcast, that one more is probably going to be Central Florida. And so now you've already lost one of the coveted group of five schools that you would want. Uh, you've already lost West Virginia. You know, you're now down to seven schools. So, you know, unless you go west, I, I just think it'll be too hodgepodgey. And by that point, it's going to look more and more, as Zach has said, it's going to be power four. And then, you know, the Pac-12 will probably come knocking um, again. K-State's going to be fine in all this, but there is a part of me, Fitz, that just wonders if you lose West Virginia, if the whole thing kind of crumbles just because of the way the dominoes will start falling across the country. I, I, I go back to this, though, Fitz. I really want to emphasize this point, which you know I think kind of got emphasized in 2011, and I'm trying to really hammer down here again in 2021. I really like this idea of embracing 
the elevation of select group of five schools. Um, there, if you looked at, at TCU 20 years ago, nobody would have thought that they would be where they're at now from a football standpoint. Even maybe from a basketball standpoint, they're still not great, but hell, they're all heck of a lot better than they than they ever were. Um, if you go back into the Southwest Conference, Baylor was a doormat. And, you know, you look at Baylor and TCU from a basketball standpoint, from a football standpoint, both of those two schools, I think the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day just tweeted earlier this morning, they've been ranked in the top 10 over the last decade, like, four times as much as Texas has between the two of them. I start to think about what it would mean to, to give Boise state a pedestal to give a Cincinnati or a UCF or a Memphis or a Houston, a pedestal. They've already got Gus Malzahn. They've, you know, they've already got a Dana Holgerson, you know, Kelvin Sampson. I mean, these schools kind of have a lot going for them. And I think if you're just immediately turned off and saying, "Woof, we're now a pseudo group of five league, I don't think you're really looking at this long term. I don't think you're giving some of these programs a shot. Uh, and, and unfortunately, you're kind of looking at those schools the way that maybe a lot of the schools, an existing group of five, the way that a Michigan probably looks at a K-State. Um, and so I just think it would really be beneficial to just give some of these schools a shot, hold some of your, uh, you know, geographical ties, if you will, because nobody wants, if you're K-State, you don't want to go to the ACC. You don't really want to go to the Pac-12 when the closest road game, you know, all the, all the great road games that you had, all the fun, you know, traveling down Norman and, and Austin, that's off the table. You're going to be going to freaking Georgia Tech. You're going to be going to Wake Forest, you know, where, where Kansas State fans are having to plan years in advance to, to go to these road games. It's not going to be fun. Um, if you get a Cincinnati or a Houston, um, a Memphis, some of these things are still in play. It, it, to me, I, I just want to finish by saying that um, above all else, giving some of these, if you want to call them smaller schools, um, a chance, I don't think is the end of the world. And, and it might turn out best in K-State's long-term future. And an argument for some of these smaller schools, you look at Houston, you look at Colorado State, you look at even UNLV, they all have brand new stadiums within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of these schools, even UCF, they built a new stadium. It's probably been, what, 12, 13 years for them. You know, these schools have at the very least invested into their football programs and their fan experience enough to say, hey, you know, we're fresh. We've got, you know, the, the foundation here for us to potentially move up. And I think that you're right. Some of these schools do deserve a chance. I think that some of these schools that you've got on your list that you tweeted out, which is good. Um, I think some of them are probably a stretch, especially to get to 16. But there sure. are some schools on there that, hey, you look 20 years ago, kind of like you did with TCU and say, you know, you look at where they, they were and where they are now, especially with TCU's facilities and everything there. And, you know, alumni base and you compare the alumni bases elsewhere, it's not unreasonable to, you know, grab Houston, grab Colorado State. You know, that's fine. But there's going to be a a certain decision or a certain point in time where decisions made and it's going to be up to the other three conferences. What are we going to do if the SEC is going to do that? The next card to fall here, the next card to be played is what happens to the Big Ten and ACC? I mean, if I'm the Big Ten, I know Iowa State and Kansas meet your academic standards, but does that really fit your needs? Is that really what you want to do? Maybe Kansas. I don't see them wanting Iowa State. I know Iowa State thinks they're Big Ten worthy and they're going to end up there. I'm not sure why Iowa would let that happen or what overriding argument could be made that Iowa State enhances the conference to the point where you want to go to them. And bring them in. I personally think the the Big Ten is going to look at the ACC. I think North Carolina and Virginia are the gems they want. <laughs> Academically, it just fits. They're snobs. And those schools will fit with them perfectly well. And if they can get them, then more power to them. And meanwhile, I think the ACC is staring at Notre Dame saying, now's the time. you got to act. We'll even grant you some of your maybe home football rights. 
but you got to join the conference. And um, then, then I think West Virginia's on the table. But if they get rated, then they're going to have to add more teams. So a lot of dominoes will fall. Um, I don't think it behooves Kansas State to be in any of those conferences. Financially, hell yes. But from a standpoint of, of where this institution wants to go, I think bolstering the Big 12 into the Big 12 again, or the 16, does. And I'll say this, you're going to have one hell of a lawsuit, and you probably have some leverage to say, hey, I know you want to go to 12 teams, but if we invite, if we're a playoff, if we invite most of the programs that you look at, one of those group of six teams that could sneak into the playoff or will get into the playoff, Maybe you can lift that and say, well, if a Coastal Carolina or a MAC team or some other team that's not in the new Power Five can get to 12th ranked or 16th ranked, they can get into the playoff. But other than that, we're going to save that for another SEC at large bid. SEC will probably say, yeah, if we get another payout, yeah, we're greedy. We've proven that. We're greedy. So if you add Central Florida, Cincinnati, and I'm going to put a slash in here between South Florida and Memphis – and then you look west and you add Houston to round out your Texas thing, which I'm not crazy about. I'm going to be honest. I'm not crazy about that. And then you look west and you got the Boise States and the BYU and maybe Nevada, UNLV, Colorado State. you got a number of schools that you can make an argument belong at this level. Maybe you save Colorado State in the back hip in case someone leaves. I don't know. I think there's a survivable path here for Kansas State. But, folks, you just got to. Walk into this discussion understanding two things. It will never be the same, and the money will never be the same. So now you got to make the best of it, and I think that's the best of it. Final thoughts? Well, I'll just leave it with this, and I'm going to finish it kind of with a question. So I think whether you're whether you're in the – it seems like there's two camps. You're either in the camp of we're going to kind of salvage what we have and kind of create this new power conference – or you're in the camp of let's go knock on doors, whether that be to raid other Power Five teams or to see if we can get in another Power Five league. Either way, though, guys, both of those two kind of theories or or options comes back to one single word, which is proactive. And so I'll leave you with with this question, uh, which I think may be kind of keeping all of us more nervous than we want to be, you know, despite everything. Is Bob Bowlesby really the guy you want to be at the at the helm if if at the end of the day, all of this comes back to being proactive? Yeah, I, it's no. the big question. And the, the thing is, is uh, that looms over this conference always is Texas. It's almost like an abusive relationship. I mean, it you got to stick with them because life will never be the same without them. You'll, you know, some fear you'll live in a trailer park. But at the end of the day, Texas just neutered itself in this conference. If you're Oklahoma, you've always voted for Texas because your aligned interests work together. But Oklahoma State and Tech have voted with their in-state allies because they wanted to be connected at the hip with those schools. And those schools just screwed them. If I'm the big 12 other eight members, I call an emergency meeting and I vote to expand right now. And if Texas doesn't like it, well, you better hope you get into the SEC because we're going to add some schools to cover our asses because you weren't looking out for our best interest while we were caving to your best interests. I think it's well, the and let, only route to go. Let me add one more thing, and maybe I should have been more specific. If we're talking about being proactive, there's the proactive element of if you're going to expand, then it comes down again, as you said, to the conference and, and the athletic directors and, and Bob Bowlesby. If, if you are on the let's go as K-State, let's go knock on doors or let's you know call or, or whatever and see if we can get in somewhere else, then it's not a Bob Bowlesby thing. Now you have a whole new problem, which is you have no president uh, at, at Kansas State 
to go and kind of be the leader in some of those private meetings. And so, Zach, that's a whole nother element yeah. to this, which I which I think has has also kind of heightened K-State's concerns and insecurities about themselves. It just couldn't be at a worse time. I would say this. If I'm Richard Myers, I recognize the overriding importance of this to the entire institution and say, I'm going to name my provost or someone else to run the academic institution, and I'm going to worry about this till the day I'm out of office. We're going to make sure Kansas State has the best seat at the table available. Why? Because academics benefit from athletics. You take Kansas State out of the Power Five and off of national television, it's going to damage the academic side of the institution. And anybody that doesn't recognize that is an idiot. So keeping K-State preserved in the best possible way in the athletic world serves the best interest of the entire university. I hope Richard Myers is all over this. And this seems like the kind of thing that would piss him off and get him going. It really does. He doesn't want to be anybody's huckleberry. And Texas and OU'd made everyone their huckleberry. Like, you're an idiot. So here we go. We'll, we'll find out where it's going. This has been the PowerCat Breaking Podcast as we cover news of possible realignment, expansion, and is OU in Texas, are they really headed to the SEC? Thank you for listening to the PowerCat Podcast. Make sure you're subscribing to our show at Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. PowerCat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.